broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... So we should be live. So everyone, thanks for joining us um, on this edition of the Wrestling Rewind. Dave, welcome back to the show, sir. Oh, it's a pleasure. pleasure. How have you been? Good How are you still kicking? Yeah, well, we're we're surviving, right? Um, <laughs> harsher lockdown now in Ireland, so it's even more harsh than it was last week. So uh, yeah, we can still leave the house, kind of, um, and it's just weird. So more wrestling, but um, a lot of news happened this week. Still. WWE kind of went a bit mad with things, so we're going to talk about that. But it's Easter Monday. Well, yeah, it's still Easter Monday, so happy Easter. Happy Easter, indeed. Um, we have a special uh, religious theme uh, list of stuff coming up later on in the show as well. Great suggestion. I didn't think there were so many religious wrestling angles, but there's a lot. So we're going to talk about that for um, this hour anyway. So yeah, if you want to check us out, go over to nerdsnowmedia.com and also we're on the True Penny channel. So um, yeah, you can find us there. Nerdsnowmedia.com is the best way to reach out. And um, yeah, send us an email, what you like, what you don't like. And it's also on Spotify and iTunes. So Dave, first things first, uh, the fallout WrestleMania. Last week we were like, hey, um, what's going to happen next week? <laughs> And yeah, we still have live shows, well, tape shows. And then there was the move for WDB to tape a whole bunch of shows for like five days. I'm sorry, five weeks. Over five days. And halfway through, a Finsic man pops up and he's like, hey, no, we're going live. Really? That's how it went down. I missed that. Yeah, yeah, tidbit, yeah. Didn't it? yeah so apparently what happened was um, all the talent was there. And they were going to tape the five weeks. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and 205 Live, which is still a show for some reason. And I find <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's a weird one. And um, yeah, halfway through SmackDown, I think they, I think they had like 85% SmackDown done. And Vince is like, no, that's it, pack it up. We're going live. Wow. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, to be fair, did this also coincide with the announcement that the XFL was effectively getting shut down? Again. Because that had to be... (laughs) I feel so bad because this time it wasn't Vince's fault. No, it was. It genuinely wasn't. It was getting great ratings. God doesn't doesn't want this to exist. (laughs) (laughs) That's the theme for the day, yeah. Yeah. He sent the plague and he's like, that's it. No XFL for anyone. Yeah, no, I do feel sorry for him, but he lost something like 120 million this time around. Jeez. So it's like, oh, 
but this this deal, Dave, it's why Vince did this. Apparently, it's got to do with their contractual agreements. Okay. So all the lawyers. So the they don't we don't know the Fox deal yet, but we do know the USA deal. They get fifty nine weeks. Sorry, uh, forty nine weeks of live television. They have to do it, right? So there's three weeks uh-huh. wiggle room for Christmas and New Year's, right. and that's why they do it. So what would happen here is if WWE went taped or had an off season, we've always wondered why they didn't do an off season. So now we know why. It's literally the contract. They take an off season, bang, they can it can end the contract. Uh, Fox apparently have a similar deal, but US if USA came out, they could pull out or not pay them. So that's what this is coming down to, which yeah, I they, think is wow. which I, it's very unfair. Like in a time when you know. They're the only thing still going, and you have. Uh, I believe, yeah. No, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I'm not in America, so I don't know. Are ESPN literally just showing wrestling and super and um, sports stars playing games? Uh, I watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I I watch Fox Sports One, which may actually be a better example for this. And right. I had wondered why they weren't preempting. There was about a week where they preempted their live shows, um, just their commentators talking. And then, yeah, they went straight to, we're doing basically Skype talks about nothing because nothing's happening in sports. Why are they doing this? And now it makes a lot more sense because they probably have those contracts in place. And yes, ESPN is doing, people are playing video games or they're showing old stuff, but they are, they're trying to keep some form of live interaction going on. And that must be why. Yeah, like it, it's it seems ridiculous, and it is ridiculous because to be honest with you, I'd much rather get decent, you know, wrestling for five weeks that has been pre-taped than live, which is probably going to be what we've been seeing all the way up to WrestleMania, which is one match here and there, and then filler and stock footage. Right. So it's like, you know, this makes no sense. Like, what do you think it's going to be? But. Again, these contracts were written up at a time where the world wasn't ending. So, you know. The world is ending. Okay. It feels like it. Every single day, you're like, this just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I would be reconsidering this. If if I was on the WWE roster or even working for WWE backstage, I'd be like, hey, man, no. Hmm. You know, but even now, apparently there's a there's a case of the virus in an on-screen talent now in WWE. So, it's not a wrestler, probably not a commentator, but it could be either an interviewer or a referee. We don't know yet. Oh, wow. And because of, I don't know what they're called in Ireland, but over here they're called HIPAA laws where you can't disclose the name of the people who have certain diseases, whatever. That's your doctor-patient confidentiality. That yeah, you. So we have something similar here. It probably won't come out um, unless somebody's a complete jerk that works for a news site and lets it out. I look, my hand disappears if I do that. Learning <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're, uh, you're, you're yeah, on a so green screen? It's really our business, obviously. Jake Dysnick Roberts isn't behind you? He, he has gone through some miraculous <laughs> time traveling <laughs> to look this good. Oh, no. Honestly. You, yeah. gotta, you, you don't break kayfabe, Dave. Right, you got to keep it real. <laughs> Me, of all people, I should be aware of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I've um, got there. Exactly. Years. Exactly. Um, but uh, you're stepping in your older age. That's the truth. <laughs> you're stepping. <in. laughs> 
Oh man. Um, I, I have to say, I love the fact that every week, Dave, you have to have a new background, man. You just have to like it's just, yeah. it needs to be a different background because it's great. And it's oh. themed to what we're talking about. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right now, you guys might be wondering why Jake the Snake. Oh, trust me, you'll figure it out. You will find out. Yeah, it's <laughs> if you piece it together though. But um, yeah, look, we have similar laws here in Ireland. Um, actually, in all of you, it's the GDPR, and basically, it's it's basically a right to privacy. So. They don't disclose it. Even when cases were happening here, they wouldn't even tell us where it was. They're like, yes, in the east of Ireland. In the east of Ireland is where Dublin is and all of our major cities. So it's like, that doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> it's no. like you might as well just say in Ireland somewhere. Okay. Well, um, I can go further, and I doubt my employer is watching this. So uh, we have, we're up to, I won't even say the number of cases, we're up to it's it's in the double digits cases of where I work right now, and we're wow. not even allowed to know what area of the building the people worked in. That's okay, that, that, that's a, they are. That's a bit scary. It's scary. frightening. Yeah, I would, I would not be okay with that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie I'm to not you. okay with that. Yeah, I would just um, be like, I'm not coming in. Sorry, that's not happening. There, there, um, there is a reason my doctor told me not to go in tonight. And yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, Dave. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Stay out as long as you can, man. That's that's worrying. Like it's, I know over here it's we acted a little bit slower than normal, but um, we still managed to catch it in time. So it's just it's it's one of those things. But um, as far as like full lockdown and telling where cases is, we're still not great with it. But it's because of the similar kind of thing. So I don't think we'll know who it is. We might know eventually when someone's like, "Hey, this is over." But here's the real thing, and here's when the you know hits the fan, and we probably will find out when or i was gonna say if but it's it's when at this point when a talent tests positive yeah because then everything has to get shut down right yeah that's what happened with the nba yeah yeah that's what happened with the nba so that's that's what i'm waiting for next um and then what are you going to do they're going to have nothing you know that's why i think WWE should have just taped the five weeks it's it's ridiculous that they didn't i mean you might have to do on screen would it count as live? Now, now we're playing Vince's pawns right now. Would it count for live on screen if you host showing old pay-per-view matches? I think they Can probably you get away with it. What? Where do you just do live commentary over old matches? Well, no. Where they just where they just introduce it? Where it's kind of like a WWE backstage type of thing, and they yeah. set it up, and then they throw you to the old matches. See, that's what I thought they were going to do initially. And it's probably what they're working to. You know what I hope they don't do? Because it w- actually, I kind of want them to do because it'd be really funny. For them to just start doing WWE Universe mode in 2K20 because it's such a broken game. <laughs> and they have their own little mode. And you're like, oh, look look how broken this is. I kind of want that, actually. That'd be really funny. We could have Up, Up, Down, Down just take over all of the WWE broadcasts. Dude, they're pretty much all over 2K20. Like, they're just there all the time. So... Again, W2K20, what did they know? They just predicted the whole future of 2020. Uh, It could turn into the AJ Styles network because he is one of the biggest gamers that they have. And he hosts a Mixer show at least once a week, so... See, I don't think Vince knows what Mixer is. He probably no. like, I don't want a drink. It's not a time for a drink. He probably wouldn't let AJ do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, no, I'm not playing the video games. Um, yeah, look, it's... I I'm still kind of sitting back on this is crazy because AEW um, have their shows pretty much taped um, and they also have a mix of live stuff and they're 
off in some compound somewhere doing God knows what. But you're still going to get content because they're not telling anybody where they are. So it's like, okay. Like, and I know, have you heard of what UFC are doing? Yeah, they're going to some Indian tribal land or something. Yeah, Dana White's buying an island. So they're pretty much going to be Mortal Kombat now for a little while. And you're like, I. Oh, he's buying an island. See, originally I heard yeah. he was buying an island, and then I heard it was a tribal land that they were getting away with just for this pay per view. So maybe he's. I think he's just buying an island so he can just keep running shows. That's fantastic. It is like, what are you doing? It's fantastic. It's just, what what world are we living in? You know, it's 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 ridiculous, but also funny at the same time. Uh, it's the bizarre thing about the United States being such a large country. You have areas where I am, where we're a lot harder hit by this. Mm. Um, you have areas that have almost no cases whatsoever because, I mean, you know, America's the size of the EU. People forget that. Yeah. I mean, per, even though we have the most cases, and nobody's here to listen to me talk about freaking healthcare, um, but <laughs> whatever, you signed up. Uh, <laughs> so even though we have the most cases in the world, discounting China's lies, um, yes. conspiracy. Um, conspiracy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out eventually. We'll find out eventually. Yeah. You know, where the you bodies? Know what, <laughs> you know what the Black Green Japan was all about. Anyway, nope. so... Um, Four chan knows all guys. Seriously, seriously. (laughs) We actually have less cases per capita, and we're testing more. So it's I don't know. It's weird how it all works out. You forget, like it's weird. Like if you do forget how big America is, because a lot of people don't have the reference point of America. If you're in America, even people in America don't have like forty percent of people don't have passports. So it's like, come on, like it's that big. You don't have to leave the country. Like I remember driving through the states. And it'd be like Wendy's, McDonald's, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Wendy's, McDonald's. And you're like, Jesus, this all kind of looks the same. And then you just hit a different state and you're like, this is like a different country. This is insane, yep. you know? And, I, it, it, I, I, and this was when, when I was younger, you know? And even when I was there last year in San Francisco, I was like, oh, cool. I'll get to, um, I'll get to go down to Anaheim. And my friend was like, you know that's like a flight away? I'm like, no, it's not. It is. <laughs> it, it is. California is very big. So Try getting anywhere yeah. in Texas. You're like, oh, oh yeah. you drive from here to here? No, you can't. No, you That's can't. That's a day trip. I remember when Greg was on the show, he'd be like, yeah, I did a 12-hour drive. I'm like, you did what? You could like come up and down Ireland like four times in that point. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, end to end, you know? It's like, That's crazy. And he's like, yeah, that's just a drive. I'm like, Canada's big, dude, you know? But, um, Canada's very large. Yeah. Like, look, it's America is is crazy. You know, I love you guys, but it's wild. Um, <laughs> it really is. And the whole like we're just watching there, going, "What is going on?" You know, because you've seen all this kind of doom and gloom stuff, and then you hear Dana White's going to buy an island to put on fights, and you hear Vince McMahon is trying to show fake fights, and you're like, "Dude, what, what are you doing? Just stop!" You know. But then again, as you said, you know, it's it's not a kind of it's not a like the whole country won't lock down because it doesn't have to, you know, even though, you know, it's, you know, like Nevada and stuff like that isn't that bad if you're out in the middle of the desert, like it's, you know, but but New York. Scarily enough, this is the first time in the history, not even nine, not even post nine 11. This is the first time in the history of the United States that all 50 States are under emergency disaster declarations. So this is a very weird time for us. Yeah. It's a very weird time for like, the free world in general because you're just sitting there going this doesn't feel right none of this feels right and 
you know, that's what I liked about that's what I like about wrestling staying on because it's something you can focus on that isn't this. But the real world is starting to kind of come into it because it's such a it, like it's consuming everything, right? Um, like I know I got an email there from TNA's uh, PR people saying, "Yeah, we have a two-hour show coming," but that's all pre-taped. Like there's no one working in TNA at the moment, right? Um, because you know they just said, "Look, it's not worth it." I think it's uh, adorable. You're still referring to it as TNA. Oh, sorry, I don't even mean to. It's just that's what <laughs> happens. Um, what are they called? Impact Wrestling? I think it's Impact. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, look, at one point, I, I stopped giving up when he changed the name four times in a year. I was like, listen, it's TNA. Okay, just that's what it is. But they, they are doing a show soon where they're going to do like a back to TNA for one night only or something like that. So it's like, that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, and they're not doing shows. AEW have their shows still kind of running, but it is what it is, you know. Vince is crazy, and I'm interested to see now who the next, you know, what happens when these cases are revealed to be um, a thing. But yeah, hopefully it's not it's not one, you know, with a compromised immune system. Like I get scared every time I see Daniel Bryan on TV. Yeah, literally, I'm yeah. like, wait, Seattle is definitely a hot spot. I was I was shocked they brought him in for Mania because I the initial reports were that he was not being brought in. Yeah, and I'm just like, why is he there? This is just, this is just dangerous. It's irresponsible. But you know, if if we end up with 2K20 as WWE, it will be like finally we get to have, you know, Doug Lackey's big thing where he's like, play your video game. It's like, well, wrestling is video game now, literally. So <laughs> I think it'll be hilarious. Actually, yeah. I was playing 2K19, no, 2K17 recently, and there's an achievement where you set up your um, Universe mode where you have Sting versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And I'm like, oh, I actually missed 2K17. So I didn't know that was a thing. And I got it by accident. I was like, oh, this is great. So yeah, maybe use 2K17 or 2K19 as your engine WWE if you're going to do it because that 2K20 is a broken game. Um, like, really is. It's glorious, though. Um, by the way, I finished it. Oh, you finished? I finished it, yeah. Finished the career mode. At the end of it, uh, Samoa Joe tries to kill you. Literally. Oh, no. Oh no! Well, like, <laughs> Literally, like like in TNA, remember? like in TNA, yeah. Where he, he and he got he got dragged off into the van and got the penis on his face. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. At the end of it, you're you're at the Hall of Fame speech, right? And then Samoa Joe comes out in a taxi, like 100 percent shoot. Like it's not not an angle. Like everything in that in this game is real, right? Which is bizarre. Right. And uh, yeah, and then. Your your the main villain who is like your high school bully for the girl, um, she's like oh you know I I I paid these people to be your best friend's parents because his parents are dead and then on the Titan Tron they just played the two uh, the two graves and you're like what <laughs> what <laughs> and then they put the Hall of Fame spot on the line in a match at WrestleMania which I didn't think you could do. <laughs> okay um, yeah so that's how it ends then Samoa Joe tries to kill you again and he disappears so. wow that game sounds unfortunately it's broken to all hell but that, that game actually sounds like it's got really intriguing storylines that the story, they can pull from man the storyline is the best part of is the best most broken thing ever but it's great oh I forgot to mention The Rock is the president of the United States and you fight him in the Royal Rumble 
This is a real discussion. I don't know, uh, to our international viewer. Well, you're international. I, this was a real discussion a couple of years ago on whether The Rock would run for the presidency. He probably will. I, I don't I don't see that outside, outside of happening. I, oh, that's probably something that's going to happen. This game is... It. Dude, this game is, pro- is prophetic. This, that's prophetic? This, game, this game is like Nostradamus. You know, it predicted, you know, the Boneyard match. It predicted empty arenas. So I'm mm-hmm. not surprised what's going to happen. So if Samojo comes out with a with a bionic arm, I'll be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's not impossible. It's, not you know, it's funny though. Speaking of prophetic, you were talking about the Sting versus the Undertaker, and wouldn't the Sting versus the Undertaker be the ultimate crux of today's discussion topic for the end of the show? <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> All right. So we danced around it enough because, like, as I said, there's there's stuff happening in the world of wrestling, but. Not much. There's really not. There's not, not that we much. Did. We tried. We tried, we tried. filler. We ended up talking about viruses. Yeah. So that that is the story, right? That's the whole world right now. It's the world. So what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, until stuff happens, we're going to just uh, <laughs> kind of take a more kind of topic approach. So because it's Easter, we're going to talk about religious angles in wrestling. And there's a lot. Oh my gosh! So many more than I thought when so we many. threw this topic around. <laughs> There's so many. So you know, we, we have about half an hour, uh, twenty-five minutes, oh. half an hour. All so right. uh, Dave, you came up with the topic. So I'll, I'll give, I'll, I'll let you open this up. Uh, well, I think the most obvious. I guess I'll go with my my background here is uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Obviously, was incredibly religious. He went through a whole. Uh, segment of, and it was really the turning of the Attitude Era, because people mm. always debate when did the Attitude Era turn? Was it 94? Was it 95? When did, when did this audience, the crowd reaction is really kind of when you gauge it. And we had gone from the Hulk Hogan, say your prayers, take your vitamins, uh, kind of angles to, they brought Jake the Snake back, and he was coming in, and in real life, he was a born-again Christian, and he was, it might have even had become an ordained minister. I can't remember the full scope. Um, and they gave him a full-on gimmick where even his uh, even his snake was named, you're going to correct me on this, because I can't remember, was it named Revelation? They, they named it something like that. They did, that. they named it something like that. Like, it was Damien for ages, so they changed it into something more biblical. Yeah, they, they changed it to something religious. Yeah, I think, I think um, it was, I think it was Revelation. And... It, it was that kind of cartoony early 90s character that did not go over with the crowd. It was a complete failure. Um, however, from that, we then segue into that oh-so-famous King of the Ring with Steve Austin and the 316, which I don't know how much more religious and on the nose you can get than that. Right. Um, so, so, so it was this bizarre weird real life characters that you had who were becoming born again Christians. WWE would then take this and hilariously make their Christians heels usually. <laughs> TNA especially would do that. Um, WWE actually when you think about it, a lot of, and this is like a running team, a lot of their Christian or uh, characters would actually be healed. And a lot of it's got to do with um, particularly when we get when we get when we go on you'll see more um, authority figures, authority figures, that would be yes. one of the things. So they would kind of, so anyone who had any kind of authority going into the Archie era were really depicted as bad guys. Absolutely. Yeah. But as you said, you know, 316, Austin refers to, he's not shooting on 
Jake this it's weird out of context you think Austin is just shooting on him the man but no he's not no and it, it, but that's the way it looks because if you weren't watching it you would think that but watching it in context you're like oh he's shooting on the character Shooting on the character, and I think there was even a backstage alter- altercation where Jake the Snake was like, don't bring my god into this, blah, blah, blah. It was like yeah. a big thing at the time. Yeah. Um, but that I think that it's funny how this started as me going, oh, let's talk about religious angles and whatnot. And it really turned into bringing religion into the WWE kind of started the Attitude Era in a weird way. It did. And, you know, it, it, it's more just a, the Attitude Era taps into – the overall feeling at the time there right in the world you know in like loads of different ways um and i think just the overall new approach to religion was one of them um and, and you know it's great mick foley's book's actually pretty good where he talks about you know the with undertaker where undertaker's pretty much repackaged as, as a satanic cult leader right and you know there was like all this stuff that was going on and mick foley's like yeah, they weren't 100% wrong. You know, it's like yeah, they, <laughs> they crucified a man and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, they did it on the Undertaker symbol. So it was it was less so. But th- these That's are all... big boss man, right? No, they... Oh, they did it to big... No, they, they hung the big boss man. At oh, they hung the big boss man. That's right. And they crucified Austin. Austin, yes, and of then course. They, and then they put Stephanie McMahon on the symbol as well. Which is so bizarre because was your dad doing it? We found out later. Yeah, we found out later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, and that was kind of like the that was the inverse of that, you know, where they went full on. Um, let's take this as far as we can go, and there was nowhere they could go after that. They kind of dropped religious angles then um, until uh, one that I wanted to bring up, Muhammad Hassan. Well, I, I actually want to go back. You, you're skipping a very, very major one. I am. I am. But as um, like that would be another Undertaker. Like the reason why I bring that up is because the Undertaker's involved there as well. Oh no 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 no! Not, I'm not, not not. I know who you're talking about. Not him, but okay. I'm gonna talk about somebody early '90s as well. Well, not oh okay, early, go for it. Go 90s. for it. Yeah yeah. Go for it. Let's not forget that uh, Goldust when he did his transition to oh, being Mr. Runnels. Yes, he came out as this religious figure acting kind of for the network and he would say how all these things that the WWE was doing were going against the religious values and against the evangel- uh, evangelical right and he that was his character which again was played as a heel hilariously and this was and, seven this was seven wasn't it uh, it was yeah it was around that time no this the character was called seven Oh, you mean the character itself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Seven was his character in TNA, wasn't it? This, this he went by Terry Runnels, didn't he? In, do, in, do, in WWE, sorry, in WWE he he did Terry Reynolds. In yeah, yeah, yeah. WCW, he had a character called Seven, which was the exact same gimmick as this. Right, right, right. But yeah. they did they did try this. This was something that Vince Russo wrote, and um, who again is a great example of this because he became a born again Christian in TNA I, and then regretted stuff from the Attitude Era. Yeah, so yeah, which is really funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so convoluted yeah, when you yeah. think about it. Um, there's there's no way to even get through all of this. The more I read about it, the more I picked up. But I was like, ah, we're just gonna throw things at the wall, and hopefully well, this makes sense to the listeners. I, I think the best way to do it is to just kind of run through them and yeah. then try to have a true true line. The biggest true line I found is the Undertaker's in a lot of these. Yeah, because the Undertaker is kind of like he's in about fifty percent of them. 
yes. in some way he's related to them in some way I don't know why but I think it's just because he, he either he was there for so long um, he has the supernatural thing or he's just a great foil for whatever indicate well except for with Muhammad Hassan because that was just bad timing and really on the nose and yeah really bad timing um yeah but no there's no worse bad timing in the history of yeah, professional wrestling than 777 literally yeah he was and then like doing that angle with the lads pulling him out and it was just like okay this is you know so that's what they were trying to do so it was just kind of, and that's one directly influenced by 911 and the 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 world that existed after that you know um i thought it was a, a cool idea just the timing was horrific and there was no way of coming back of it so we haven't seen something similar to that and I don't think we will, um, because it's only is what it is. The world just isn't isn't receptive to that. But that involved the Undertaker, someone you know, and someone else around the same time. Um, was it two thousand and four, two thousand and seven, with Mordecai? Mordecai would have been. This was during the rebirth of ECW because he was originally a vampire. No, other way. He was Mordecai first. Oh, he was Mordecai first. He was Mordecai first. Yeah. And I recapped the show. You think I'd remember this? <laughs> and then they sent him back to. They sent him back to OVW. He was That's called right. up to to ECW, and he came back as Kevin Thorne. Oh, that's right. Okay, you're right. You're right. The zombie yeah. vampire. Zombie I vampire. um, I this is funny because when this topic came up. I had no idea that we both were such big fans of Mordecai. Mordecai was great. <laughs> well, it wasn't great, but the idea no. was great. Yeah. The idea was really cool. Like, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, right? And if you have the network, go back and watch it. It's definitely worth your time. He was basically the anti Undertaker, right? He came out in white. He had the big cross and he would cut promos about the evils of the WWE. And he was pretty much set up to, to fight the Undertaker that year or if, I think it was 2004 um, so that WrestleMania that was going to be his um, his big angle actually anyone who watched the Shawn Michaels match Shawn Michaels match where he came out in all the brilliant white and stuff like that that was pretty much what Mordecai was supposed to look like in that match um, but I think he got one squash match and then Bob Holly beat him to death and that was it it was not pretty um, it was one of those things where we expected great greatness um, on a different wrestler, perhaps. I, I, I thought the buildup was great. The vignettes, the v- vignettes were great. The vignettes are great. For the character, they yeah. really, really built up him coming out. And then the outfit he was wearing, the sleeveless white, just didn't do it for me. It was very, very bizarre. Um, and it, it's a shame because... You know, Undertaker, you associate with whatever, you know, that's your graveyard guy. But Mordecai, they actually went to a biblical name. They went to a prophet. They went to somebody who is steeped in religions, not just of Christianity, but, I mean, you can follow the etymology and name back to Marduk and even to ancient Sumer. Mm. So there's, there's so much you could have, not to WWE, whatever, go that deep. I just went deeper than the writer's room. But, I don't know. Like, they tr- here's the thing. They try... And they probably could have done stuff like that, but WWE just, they don't. Because Vince, once it doesn't get over straight away, he's like, no. And here's the thing, Dave. Not only did they give him such a big build with that, Judgment Day, the actual design of Judgment Day, that was for him. Yes. Like, I think he's the only wrestler in history that I can think of that in his debut, he got his own set. Oh, wow. 
because that's like, like there's no other reason. Like I know Judgment Day was around for a couple of years, but they yeah, designed but, yeah. it specifically around him, and I can't think of anyone else that got that treatment, that 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 ultimate fate in him, and it just flopped. Hmm. It was it was a shame. Remember he came he came with the the cross down to the it ring. It was so yeah, cool. It was, it was ah. so cool. It was great. Like it it was all there until it got in the ring, and then it just fell apart. And you know what the funny thing is? Um, we're talking now in 2020 about this. And even back then, in, let's say it was 2007, um, I, I was pretty convinced that was the end of The Undertaker's time in the WWE. <laughs> so already yeah. back then, we yeah. were looking for who's going to be the next Undertaker, if yeah. you will. Yeah, and, and, we're still, uh, and we're still trying. We're still trying to find... You know, yeah, he, Alistair he, Black is just not doing it for some which, reason. It sucks. You know, that's sad because I love Alistair Black, um, but it's just not clicking. Oh, yeah, no, there's just not so clicking. Much, I, I sometimes I wonder if it's oh, how do I say this? I, sometimes I wonder if it is Vince's lack of understanding of religion in his own life that kind of prohibits these angles from making sense because gotcha. things may be presented to him and he'll go i don't really understand how that makes sense there was a, a writer for the wwe and his name is escaping me right now um he's done a ton of interviews after the fact talking about how um, when they were on the plane or in the limo he would always be reading his bible and vince would make fun of him for being the bible reader and how Vince just had no concept of anything yeah. religious. It's just, just not who he is. It's not a knock on him, whatever. I don't care what people believe. Um, but I guess sometimes I wonder if that's what held back the success of some of these gimmicks. Was that Vince would make sense. Really understanding how they could have an impact on an audience that, well, let's be honest, is very much into yeah. those particular aspects, especially, you know, your, your hardcore fans tend to be from those from like you know the Bible Belt and whatnot. Mm. That would make sense. Like I think, well, you know, case in point, Vince McMahon booked a match against God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like not in a joke way. He literally cut a promo in a church, and I remember watching that, and I was a little bit offended because I'm like, man, this is this is a bit much, you know, and it's just like. Okay, and then they booked the match, and he came down, and Shawn Michaels was a tag team partner, and you're just like, this is just a little bit too much. So it was shock me to hear that that Vince just was like, ah, oh, it just doesn't matter, you know, because it's such it's so carny that he, you know, he, he's so into him his own gimmick that you can't get him back. I think, you know, he's just he believes it. He believes his own hype, you know. For part of me wanted to believe it at the time. I was like, all right. Let's see what'll happen. I'm sure they're gonna go up with something crazy where there's some sort of Undertaker-esque effect that God uses. No, it was a spotlight that just followed nothing down to the ring to accompany Shawn Michaels, who, by the way, very much was going through a phase, depending on what wrestlers you talk to, but I tend to believe it's true. Yeah. Was very much going through a phase where he really had given up on his drugs and the alcohol and had found religion and mm. his ear was adorned with crosses and uh, this was a time and so it, it was a very much a personal attack on him as well. I don't know how he could have felt comfortable with it. It was I, 
It's like those uh, comedians who go on stage and say like, oh, if there is a God, strike me down with lightning. And obviously it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but this was bizarre because this was, this was broadcast to the whole world. This was a pay-per-view. This, this was a spotlight pretending that I don't know. Six, I don't six, know how I felt. I felt. I felt uncomfortable. I don't know why. I just, I was like, this, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, that was it. Like, I was 15, 16 at the time. Right. And I'm like, this feels just weird. It doesn't feel, I'm not entertained by it. I'm a little bit offended by it, but like, not, not too much. But it's not that weird, kind of like, oh, I'm never watching. It's more just like, this just feels weird. You know, it's just, it doesn't feel right. And I didn't see any reason for it. It wasn't like in other angles that we've seen where it's like, well, okay, you're building towards something. You're not building towards anything. This is the match. <laughs> this is this is right. what's supposed to happen, right? There's no build. But one thing we did get out of that, which was great, was Joey Styles' epic work shoot promo, uh, where he quit, and that was that was fantastic. One of the best things in wrestling. Yeah, it was great. So look, it wasn't it wasn't all for nothing, right? Even if this was an unintended unintended uh, consequence of it. Um, yeah, that was one I of the best promos of all time. I thought that was real. I know it was a work shoot and we found out later it was. Um, and I found out later because I looked on W website and all of a sudden he was listed as he was running the website. So, yeah. um, but that felt very real. Joey Styles has always been fine. And I don't think the stuff he was saying was false either. I mean, I no. think he was saying very real things. It was very similar to um, Paul Heyman's work shoot. Um, the one where Taz comes out and attacks him, I think. This was Oh yeah, this this is where he's saying you, you took Taz and you know, used the money to buy yourself an airplane. Uh, it was something like that, yeah. but he, he really, Laid really into, went into Vince. He really went into a, Vince. a lot of other things. Yeah. And that that was the, that was Vince's way of saving it. But to get, anyway, to get back to religion. Um <laughs> <laughs> But see but here's the thing though, right? That that was the difference. Joey Styles is religious. In real right, life. Right. So it's like he actually gets it. And that's that I think you actually hit the nail on the head. When someone actually buys into it and gets it, they're able to bring it in. With Vince, he doesn't get it because he's a crazy person who believes himself to be beyond everything. And you're like, Okay, you know, you probably don't think anything other than the fact that you're who you are. You know, and it's just it just makes sense. You know, he can't think beyond his own perception. Most people can't. But um yeah, man, like one of the best promos of all time definitely was um, that Joey Styles thing. Let's take it back a bit. Okay. The angle that stopped Kurt Angle from going to ECW when Raven crucified oh, Tommy Dreamer. Yes, yes. I, I wonder if we skipped over that one on purpose. We did. Wanted to go back. We wanted yeah, to okay. go back. Yeah. And yeah, this. So for, I didn't realize this until I watched the uh, Rise and Fall of ECW. I didn't know Kurt Angle was in the. The audience and at that time I was like eight so I didn't know um, I also shouldn't have been watching ECW when I was that young actually wrestling in general I shouldn't have been, we shouldn't have been watching we shouldn't no, watch it no I remember Gary uh, said to me um, he turned to his man he was like here why did you let me watch wrestling when I was eight and she's like I'm sure he didn't know what was on it and it's like, it's like that's just hilarious you know and it's kind of the same you know I'm like yeah, just, there was so much stuff that was going on there that went over, but ECW was even worse. And this was one of the angles that probably went over my head when I was younger. And then when I was watching the Rise of All in ECW, I'm like, oh, wow, this actually happened and this stopped Kurt Angle from going into ECW. So what do you think about that? Like, 
that was just a weird one altogether. Like, even Raven's whole thing, you know, was very much on the nose. I, I'm a big fan. Well, I should phrase this interestingly because I, I was going to say I'm a big fan of cult leaders. That's not how I mean it. I, I'm I know fascinated, what you mean. Yeah, I'm fascinated with the psychology of cult leaders and everything that yep. goes into that. And that's what they were trying to do with Raven's flock. Yep. And that was always his personality and stuff. Yep. So I, I, I kind of understood what they were going for, but at the same time, the way that they did that and correct me if memory serves me falsely here, but it wasn't as if they told the live crowd, okay, this is a gimmick and this is an angle and we're ending here. They presented it very real. This was the end of the show. Um, he was still being like carted out as the audience was leaving the arena. Mm. This, it, it was a very bizarre feeling to it so that people were just, and that, that's what, that's what Heyman wanted. He wanted the shock value. He, yeah. That, that's what and, ECW always was. And I'm going to stop but, myself. I'm going to stop myself there. Um, it wasn't Tommy Dreamer. It was the Sandman. Yeah. Sandman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, um, and, and, and they had, and they had done it where they had like taken his son to love Raven more than he did not. So yeah, they were, they were blurring the lines, but this was, this was, this was, wasn't presented like a wrestling angle, Dave, as you said, it was presented like it was just, he was trying to kill him. Right. You know, it was, it was just one of those very uncomfortable, kind of like, well, I think much worse than the Vince McMahon ego God thing, but again, Oh yeah. Fireworks. Yeah. But in the same vein of, it wasn't really entertainment. No, it was just how can we shock you and do something that we feel will fit our needs for this? I, I don't know. It was, and and if it kept Angle from going there, I mean, think of the ramifications of that. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't say you know, I cult leaders in general. That's something else. Like, you know, Bray Wyatt, CM Punk with the Straight Edge Society, which was dropped away too early. That was such oh, a good angle. So good. It was perfect. It really was. It suited him so well. Uh, well, Bray Wyatt. That was that girl's. I was. Uh, what was her name? Serena yes. Deep. Serena. Yeah, that was her fault. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sadly, but um, yeah, the, you know that was dropped. But we've seen cult, uh, cult, cult uh, of personality. Sorry, um, angles being used over and over again in wrestling because it's very effective. But I think that's the only access point that wrestling can actually do as far as a religion without it kind of ticking over into murkiness because a lot of it doesn't play like um you know that obviously christian countries are going to have these inbuilt things that we can touch on because it just is what it is right it's part of the structure interestingly enough alistair black isn't allowed to go to certain countries because of his tattoos because he's a satanist yeah and, and I, that's another kind of weird consequence yeah. of this you know and it isn't even an angle it's just he happens to have tattoos because he's a Satanist. You know the way? It's uh, anytime you're going to emulate this, this, this could get me into like a five hour discussion on things that I study way too much, but <laughs> anytime you're going to get into any sort of angle that's going to invoke Crowley. And by the way, can I correct anybody who says Crowley? It's Crowley. Let's just get that right. That's I think it's because of the Ozzy Osbourne song. That's why everyone says Crowley. Yeah. It tries. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Um, yeah. I've read books about, it. but um, yeah, there's very 
All right, let me break this down really quickly for people who don't understand esotericism. There's a left-handed path and there's a right-handed path. Left-handed path is your, your, your Crowleys who took things like the Golden Dawn in the early 1900s and they turned them to, to evil, essentially. Uh, do as thou will. It was about doing things for greed and for yourself. There's the yep. right-hand path, which came out of um, the 1800s when you had people like Kalina Blavatsky, you would have later Rudolf Steiner, you would know from the, the Waldorf schools, etc. In, in modern times. And theirs was, you do things for service to others. Now, these are all, of course, steeped in magic and rituals, and you could go back to the Kabbalah and all of that. The point mm. is, there's two different schools of thought. Um, it's much, much uh, heavier, uh, much, more, much more influenced in Europe because that's where a lot of this started. Um, so it makes sense that's why those countries would be more affected by his tattoos. But mm. that's the kind of really super brief overview of, of, of how that system breaks down and the yeah. character that they're playing on with him. And I was excited for them to do it with him, but I, I would, I'd like to see a foil. I don't know if, A, I don't know if anybody would even know about who these historical figures I'm talking about were to understand the foils that they could create for him. So I don't think it would really work in professional wrestling, but there is stuff that they could do. It could. Um, It could. Like, you know, we've seen, see, TNA have done this. And look, guys, I'm just going to call it TNA. It's always going to be TNA, (laughs) right? It just is. That's just the way it is. But TNA have have done this with um, their Jim Mitchell character. Father James Mitchell. Oh, yeah. You know, the Sinister Minister. They've touched on this, but they never went full bore. And Sting was involved with fighting this um, in, in there, you know. But in order to kind of bring it over, you have to have a, a kind of, um, as you said, a foil. And there's nobody on the WWE roster right now who could do that because it's, it's a different... That's a very entertainment-based angle. And there's right. nobody on, and this is something that we can probably get into in the, in the course of the show uh, as it's running, that there's nobody on the WWE roster right now who is a character. Oh, we've gotten away from that. We've gotten away from it. And it's it, it, it's too much of a throwback. That's why, like, Undertaker, well, except for The Fiend. I'm sorry, The Fiend is 100% and Bray Wyatt. He's the only one who's actually a character, you know, in, in that sense. Well, and it's almost as if you have to be a character in real life like aj styles for example he could be your foil i mean he is about oh yeah as straight christian um uh like a hardcore fundamentalist evangelical as you want to get he could be your foil for an alistair black but i don't know how the audience would react to that because they wouldn't really understand that that's what they were going for that that's what i'm trying to you would be my head around you would be doing, you would turn AJ uber mega heel, which is great if you want him to be a mega heel, but he's supposed to be the good guy. Right. That's going to be a problem. And it's just because the way, I think it's, it's got to do with the way the WWE audience has been primed. They've been primed to always go against that. And right. it's, not, it's not an anti-Christian thing. It's just no. Vince doesn't get it, so he always just books it this way. And again, it's got it goes back to even you know non-religious groups like the Right Censor. Their whole thing was they were a parody of the people who were coming after WWE in the Attitude Era for all the stuff they were doing, right. and they were one of the best heel groups of all time as a result. 
Well, I think it, 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 you're exactly like you just hit on. It goes back to that change from the cartoony 90s to the Attitude Era when all of a sudden it became fun to root for the heels to so the heels became faces. Yeah. And even though we've gotten away from those types of characters, we don't have, you know, Triple H and Shawn Michaels get on there and talking about how big their sausages are anymore. That's not, thank God, part of our nomenclature. But that's still what the fans cheer for. Yeah. You know, it's bizarre. You, you used to talk about bizarre land was Canada because they cheer for the heels. Well, now they cheer for the good guys who are supposed to be good. It's just... I don't even think the fans know what they're doing at, at this point. It, it, it's, as I said, you know, uh, it, we, we could touch on it there when we were talking about religion. Regionally, Christianity would be brought up so much, or iconography would be brought up in, in loads of different things, not just wrestling. In the West, it's because that is just the DNA of the West, is Christianity. So it's just, we go to these things that we know, you know, humans work on like, link, like links, certain things that we know. So it's just like shortcuts. It's so we don't have to process it. It's just like, okay, I know what this means. In the WWE, its DNA is, you know, this stuff is bad. <laughs> Cheer and you go and against. And you, yeah, go, you go against, against what you're raised in. Exactly. And that's yeah, thank you for listening to a nerd to yeah, media that's, production. That's like you're never going to be able to. You're never going to be able to undo that because it's so ingrained. TNA got close, ironically enough. Uh, I remember they're the group that had the you know, the, the SEX faction when they started. Oh, right, right, right. So they got close, you know, with Sting. But it was it was being totally... I think AEW actually could could work against that as well because it's not so ingrained. But um, it's more about the wrestlers exactly. in AEW than it is. Well, and, and we've mentioned Sting a couple of times, and it's important to note that there are several angles. I can't think of them all. There are several angles that Sting refused to participate in because yeah. of his religious beliefs. Which I don't blame him. You know, I, no. I don't blame him. Like, there were certain things done in WCW and TNA yeah. where he's like, no. Now, to be fair, I wish he had of maybe not done the last rights match. Because <laughs> that's that's something else in and of itself. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were there were some like very um, pushing about and stuff where he's like, "No, I'm not doing it." Or how about even the most bizarre? We we mentioned him by name earlier, and I guess I'll never let a show go by where I don't mention him by name. But I mean, Vince Russo mm. wrote the Attitude Era. Yeah, goes to WCW, still is in that. Then he has this. I think it was 2003. Three. Version we each read his book, yeah. and if if you read Vince Russo's book, it's basically, um, in many ways, an apology for so many things and so many gimmicks that he had created that he felt, you know what? Now, I, I, I well, it wasn't an apology because he refused to apologize for the past, but he said, I, "These are things I would not do now because they go against what my beliefs are." Um, I think even the name TNA. Uh, was a, a kind of a sticking point for him where he tried to get changed um, because yeah. Walmart didn't want to sell the DVDs yeah. because of the connotations of what TNA stands for. Google it if you don't know. Test and Albert? Test and Albert. Yeah, like, it, you know, I think, again, well, actually, if, are you watching Dark Side of the Ring? Um, is that the Benoit series? Uh, yeah, well, Benoit's in it, but there's loads of other ones. There's like there was even one on the Montreal Screwjob and stuff like it's that. The, it's the Vice series, right? It's I the Vice series. Any. Is it worth? Is it worth watching? Oh, it's excellent. That's something to talk about then. Yeah, yeah, it's ex- actually yeah. We'll 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 t- bring that up next week. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Okay. Um, it's actually very good. Um, the new Jack one is 
Oh my uh, God, that's crazy. That is crazy. I've watched hours and hours of New Jack shoots. It's crazy, dude. Seriously, next week we're going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring, guys, because it's, right. it's fantastic. Um, yeah, but you'll like the the Mon- Montreal Screwjob one because it's literally Jim Cornette and Vince Russo talking about how much they hate each other <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> um, so it's pretty entertaining. But yeah, he talks there. He's like, you know, and even both of them say they're like, both of them at different points go, yeah, I'd watch Jerry Springer and then just write Jerry Springer. Yeah. And that's what they were doing. And like, yeah, like in 2020, Jerry Springer would not get over now because a lot of stuff that happened there was either fake or horrifically offensive or both just for shock value. Um, and I, I've actually, uh, one of my local deathmatch promotions here, um, CZW, Combat Zone Wrestling, which is kind of, you know, they're not what they used to be, but I've talked to wrestlers there that were on episodes of Jerry Springer. Oh my That's God, how dude. fake it was. Oh they my would God, really dude. bring in independent wrestlers who weren't well known to have fake <laughs> fights on the show. Fantastic. So, if nobody was aware of that, there's if that's the only thing you get out of this, I didn't know this that. conversation today, there's your little bombshell for the evening. Dave, please get us one of those so we can interview them. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. I did not know that, but it makes yes. all the sense in the world. It's like, who are these yep. people? So yeah, and, and that's what it kind of goes full circle, right? Where Vince Russo was emulating Jer- uh, Jerry Springer and Jerry Springer was doing wrestling. So it's like, okay, there you go. Um, and now in America, he's a judge. He's taken over the judge duty spot. He's now Judge Jerry. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's so sad. But that's <laughs> so sad. And I'm so completely honest. Oh, my God. Well, that's crazy. I, I wasn't expecting to hear that today. I wasn't going to hear that today. But, um, yeah, what a topic there. Fair play, man. That's um, Didn't think we'd get 40 minutes out of that, but we I certainly did. did. Um, we didn't yeah. even get... We didn't even get to talk about uh, if anybody else is interested in looking up some things because we wanted to try and ca- uh, cover more gimmicks and angles and to a certain extent wrestlers that um, are religious and how it played into theirs. But if you start Googling around for Christian wrestling, you will find, um, maybe to your shock, maybe not at all, there are many, many different Christian wrestling federations I, leagues that are these exist. all are these all in america or do you have to be in america are they um there's at least two in texas that i've discovered go right. figure right yeah um they they have mission statements that you can watch the videos are hysterical i encourage oh, well. anybody to google them just google christian wrestlers or christian wrestling and you'll come across them it's it's fun i think we'll have to circle back to this at some point because this is <laughs> this is too good this is too good um, and, and look, you know, it, it's just, it's wild. You know, I, I think um, we've been covering this for about, what, like 10 years each, nearly more. So it's just like, hey, why not? Let's not, let's just look at the weird and random stuff, you know. And there's nothing else happening now. So, you know, why not talk about the more obscure stuff? You know, that's pretty cool. But um, next week, we will, for anyone listening, uh, in next week, what we're talking about, we're going to pretty much, you know, keep you up to date with what's going on with this virus. But also, uh, the Dark Side of the Ring. That series is great. You, it's on Vice. However, if you Google, you can find it. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot on uh, YouTube that they've released. Yeah, there's a lot on YouTube and lots on Vimeo and stuff like that as well. So just go, yeah. do some creative Googling and you'll you'll find it. Um, and yeah, um, we will keep that in the chamber, I think, Dave, because that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a pretty good <laughs> one. But uh, uh, before we wrap up this week, man, is there anything you want to plug? 
Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Dave Stevens. Watch me juggle. Send me a like. That's re- super wrestling related. That's all I got. <laughs> send, send them your favorite Christian wrestler. <laughs> um, you can also email me the Dave Stevens at gmail.com or you can, of course, email us at uh, Nerd to Know Media. Let us know if there's certain topics that you want us to cover during this time. If you want us to talk about... Ch- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if you want us to talk about anything... Uh, we will. Why not? Yeah, no, like uh, you know, that, that is the best way to reach us. Nerdsnowmedia at gmail dot com. You send us an email about what you want us to talk about, and we'll talk about it. You know, as I said, you know, there's we're going to start coming up with topics ourselves because we we have the time, um, literally and figuratively, and it's like there's there's nothing going on. So if there's anything you want us to hear us talk about, we'll be willing to break it down and you know credit on it. You can email the show. You can tweet the show. Nerdsnowmedia um, is on Twitter. That's you know, literally anywhere you can find us on Twitch as well, YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. If you do like what we're doing, leave a like, subscribe, follow if you're on Twitch, and um, yeah, we'll see you next week here on the Wrestling Rewind. Media. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 